Hi, and welcome to our recommendation show for season six. I'm Casey, and today we're joined in the studio by our whole advocacy team. Hey. 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 You have already heard from our newest team members, Mitch and Lauren, when they introduced themselves in a few other episodes this season. But we also wanted to give Karen Eichel a chance to introduce herself to you all as well. Karen joined our team in 2020 in a joint position between the WGAC and our Counseling Center. Karen provides support to student survivors as a therapist specializing in interpersonal violence. Karen, would you like to say hi to our listeners? Yeah, I would. Hey, everyone. My name is Karen Eichel. I use she, her pronouns. So like Victoria said, I work on campus as an interpersonal violence counselor, and I work in the Women and Gender Advocacy Center and Counseling Services. My main role on campus is to provide individual and group support for survivors of interpersonal violence. So a few things you might want to know about me. I have lived in Colorado my entire life, um, but I'm actually, I'm a water person in Colorado, which feels a little bit silly. I identify as a white cis woman. I am also part of the queer community. I identify as someone with a disability. I identify as a survivor. I'm also an artist outside of my work of being a therapist. So that's just a little bit about me right now and excited to chat with you all. We have a pretty exciting recommendation show for you all this time around. We decided to focus in on a couple apps that we often recommend to survivors. So each one of us has a little something for you. That's right. It's important to know that each of these apps are ones that we've played around with and use ourselves. We aren't paid by the app developers and honestly stand by what we discuss here. With that, let's jump right in. Victoria? Definitely. Thanks, Mitch. Now, trauma can manifest in a lot of different ways. For many survivors, suicidal ideation and self-harm can show up, which are completely normal responses to trauma. Self-harm might even be a coping mechanism for some survivors, and we totally get that. However, for so many reasons, self-harm and suicidal ideations are super scary, and they can come with long-term impacts. For my recommendation this season, I'm going to talk about Calm Harm, which is a free app that supports people who experience suicidal ideation and self-harm behaviors. Essentially, This app offers several different exercises to try to help people navigate their self-harm urges, and it can help them to feel calmer. Now, these exercises won't necessarily erase your urges completely, but it can help when they feel too big to manage. As the app says, quote, the urge to self-harm is like a wave. It feels most powerful when you start wanting to do it, end quote. Calm Harm exists to help you ride that wave until the urges fade. When you sign up for Calm Harm, you will create a four-digit password, which helps you maintain your privacy. When you get into the app, there are six different types of activities to choose from, and they include either five or 15-minute activities, depending on how much time you have or how strong your urges might be. These activities include comfort, which focuses on enjoyment and relaxation, distraction, self-expression, release, which includes physical activities like punching a pillow or running in place, breathing exercises, and a random option that chooses for you. It may be a good idea to check out the app and get an idea of what you like before using it to ride the wave, so you don't have to make a decision in a difficult moment. When you complete an activity and indicate that the urge is passed, you will have the option to log how strong the urge was, whether or not the activity helped, 
and what feelings there were when the urge showed up in the first place. There's also an optional journaling activity so you can write how you were feeling after the urge is passed. When you complete an activity, you will be led to some resources if you need more support, like the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Calm Harm also tracks your self-harm urges in a few different ways. It will keep a log of the date and time of your urges, as well as the activities you used and what you wrote after using each activity. It also tracks your average urge strength, the time of day they show up the most, and the feelings you indicate during those urges. These logs can help you find patterns in your triggers and self-harm so you can practice being mindful of them, and possibly even get ahead of them before they become overwhelming. Calm Harm is a great app for survivors who experience self-harm and suicidal ideation. I hope it helps you too. Hello, wonderful listeners. This is Mitch, and I'm excited to introduce y'all to my recommended app on today's podcast. And I've been trying to figure out, for one, to see if I like it, two, ease of use, three, benefits from use, and four, is it totally free? The app I'm exploring is called PTSD Coach. Maybe some of y'all have heard of it or already using it. This app was created by the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, but it can actually be used by anyone, not just veterans. I found it easy to use, and I'll be honest, I'm not that tech savvy. So this app has a lot of handy tools, in my opinion. It has educational information about PTSD, help and info with finding professional care, a self-assessment for PTSD that you can track over time, opportunities to find support, and tools to help manage the stress of daily life. The tools range from relaxation skills and positive self-talk to anger management and other common self-help ideas. Based on what's going on for you, you can choose to explore by the symptoms you're experiencing or looking up by tools to try. For example, if you're looking under symptoms, you'll see a list of things like avoiding triggers, feeling sad, hopeless, unable to sleep, disconnected from reality, and so on. Once you choose a symptom, it will ask you to rate the level of distress on a scale from 1 to 10. Then, it'll give you some suggestions or offer a guided grounding meditation to work through. What I really like about this app is that you can customize it for your specific needs. You can upload music playlists, pictures, and contacts of people who you can trust for support. You can make a favorites list with the techniques that you find the most helpful too. There's also a selection for crisis support that lists numbers for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, National Domestic Violence Hotline, Assault Hotline, and a hotline specific for veterans. You can also upload your support contacts, as previously mentioned, and they just added this kick-ass feature for creating your own safety plan. Going back to the key things I was looking for, I already mentioned ease of use, as someone who isn't that great with technology. I do feel like I have benefited from the app a little bit, especially in the can't sleep function and using the managing symptoms options. One of my coworkers mentioned positive reports from students who've already been using this, so that feels encouraging as well. Now, as far as I've been using it, it's been totally free. I haven't had any pop-up ads or locked access that you have to pay to unlock, which is also really cool. The other plus is that we all know that sometimes we can't afford to see a private therapist or other mental health services. So this, being completely free, is another way to empower some self-help in the meantime. Lastly, this app is available for both Android and Apple phones. It's available in English and Spanish and has an age recommendation of ages 12 and up. One downside, my colleagues and I couldn't find 
any accessibility features. All right, y'all, that's my two cent recommendation, and I hope it's helpful for anyone listening out there who might need a free alternative to something that isn't affordable right now. Y'all take care, and remember the WGAC is here for y'all. This is Mitch signing out. Well, I guess I'll jump in here with my rec. This is Lauren, and once I was clear, we were talking about apps for your phone and not my favorite appetizer, which is mozzarella sticks, if you're wondering. I was jazzed to find What's Up, a mental health app. This app is free with the option to make small donations to the app designer to access some different designs. The content itself is fully available at no cost, making this a great accessible option. The app has a basic intuitive design with a few free options to adjust the colors. White, black, gray, and blue are default options for text, background, and buttons. I appreciate that the app itself doesn't feel overstimulating in its appearance and is simple to navigate. If someone were experiencing a panic attack, triggers, or flashbacks, this basic design might help someone get the support they need quickly. Within What's Up are different sections, including help right now, coping strategies, information, and personal. Each section leads to exercises and tools that can be used to self-regulate when someone is experiencing strong emotions. The app specifically shares information about anger, anxiety, depression, self-esteem, and stress, and I see a lot of relevance to help someone who has experienced trauma too. The first section, Help Right Now, is exactly as it sounds. A place to start if you're struggling right this second. And it's filled with grounding tools, breathing exercises, quotes, a tool to help you remain in the present moment, affirmations, and websites that change based on your location. When I learned about the app, I was especially drawn to the grounding tools. One is like a game in which the app gives you different prompts of things to spot around you. When I tested it myself, I found myself so focused on playing the game that I was way less distracted by difficult emotions and challenging thoughts. Let me be clear. Often, it's healthy to feel our emotions and sit with our challenging thoughts. But when those become overwhelming and just too much to experience, or we're spinning our mental wheels on the same things, a game like this can really make a difference. In the coping strategies section, there are exercises and learning pages to build up your toolbox for managing difficult emotions. For example, the section on thinking patterns has different pages where you can learn about different unhelpful thinking patterns that you might be experiencing. Each page explains a bit about the thinking pattern and then poses questions you can ask yourself to work on retraining your thought processes, or includes messages you can tell yourself to get out of a particular thinking pattern in the moment. I could see myself using the questions as journal prompts to dig deeper into long-standing patterns that aren't helping me. Also in this section is a positive steps button with be well recommendations. There's times, especially when coping with trauma, that these things are simply not feasible, but I like that this section is here to remind us about some of the ways we can show our bodies and our brains care through connection with others, doing creative things, creating time to rest, relax, and find joy in our days. A few caveats I want to share about the WhatsApp app. It's text-heavy, meaning there are a lot of pages with a lot of words. While the information is excellent and really helpful, I know I won't peruse each page in detail because of the quantity of text. For me, those are pages I can come to if I want to learn more, but they're easy to ignore and instead focus on the tools that feel most beneficial. The other thing I want to mention about the app is that sometimes what we all need is help from someone else. Whether that's an advocate, a counselor, a friend medications or medical care, sometimes we just don't have the tools to thrive on our own. This app is really good, but don't forget to reach out for help and support when you know you need it. Okay, I'm going to be talking about the app Gottman Card Decks. 
bear with me because the name does not sound very exciting, but once you get past it, there's some good stuff in there. You might be thinking, what is Gottman? Gottman is actually the last name of a couple who has done extensive research on relationships for several decades, four decades to be exact. Their ultimate goal is to support people in relationships to have happier, stronger connections. And I pulled that quote straight from their website. The app was created to offer an interactive way to explore all things contributing to this happier and stronger connection that they speak of. Card Dex is pretty simple and easy to navigate. You open it up and you're immediately provided with different categories of prompts or questions to search through. I'm going to go ahead and name a few of those categories so you know what to expect. Here are a few. Love maps, open-ended questions, rituals for connection, expressing needs, expressing empathy, There's even different categories of salsa. And when they say salsa, I'm gathering that they're referring to romantic connection, sex, and physical intimacy. My partner and I used this app when we were stuck in traffic traveling to the mountains one time. We have been together for a while and we're surprised by how much we learned about each other. From my experience with this app, I think it could be used in newer relationships and established ones too. Card decks is free. There are a few things I wish were different about the app though. The language appears to be geared towards monogamous relationships and does not seem to be inclusive language-wise when it comes to non-monogamous relationships, though it could be used individually with each partner or in any other way that people find useful. I'm not sure if it's offered in any other language than English. If you're unsure how to use it, my advice would be to explore the app with yourself first. I have also found the Gottman Institute's Instagram to be helpful. The last time I scrolled through there, There was a post on gentle startups to help couples in conflict, and I thought, yep, I could probably use that one. There are also tips on expressing sexual desires in relationships, affirmations, and advice from real-life couples. Lots of good stuff in there. Okay, last thing. If you end up liking this app, there are several card games out there with similar getting-to-know-each-other-on-a-deeper-level vibes. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, Hygie... Where Should We Begin, and We're Not Really Strangers are a few others that I would recommend. That's all for now. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel here. We frequently hear from survivors that they struggle with unhelpful or negative thoughts, negative self-talk, internalized victim blaming, intrusive or anxious thoughts, and guilt, just to name a few. It can be extremely hard to combat these thoughts or vocalize them to others. It often allows them to exist unchecked, running rampant through our brains and wreaking havoc. It's no surprise, then, that these negative thoughts can have big impacts on our mental health, self-image, and understanding of reality. Going to therapy, talking to loved ones, journaling, and or talking to an advocate can all be helpful in combating these thoughts. And I am so excited to share this new, at least to me, app that I found recently called Thought Diary. Thought Diary uses cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, which is a common talk therapy strategy where the goal is to identify and change unhelpful or unhealthy thinking patterns and behaviors. CBT also frequently focuses on behavioral change in addition to challenging those thinking patterns. And while it can be a great strategy for survivors, it can also be used by anyone. Thought Diary has a range of payment options, ranging from free with restrictions to about $6 per month. For the purpose of this episode, and with the knowledge that not everyone can afford to spend that much on an app, I'll be focusing on what's available in the free version. Okay, so let's say I've piqued your interest and you're sitting there like, but what is this app? Thought Diary starts with a daily check-in about how you're feeling and gives a range of options ranging from terrible to terrific. But one of my favorite parts about this app is that the next question it asks is, what emotions are you experiencing? And gives a bunch of negative and positive, or pleasant and unpleasant, emotions for you to choose from. 
Note that the emotions are not labeled good or bad, which I love because all emotions are valid in helping us identify how we're feeling. I've heard from a number of survivors that identifying their emotions is really hard, especially for those who have experienced emotional and or mental abuse. Giving all these emotion options can really help expanding on feeling bad or overwhelmed or happy. For example, looking at this check-in today, I'm feeling anxious because I'm recording this episode and stressed which are labeled as negative emotions. But I'm also feeling excited and grateful, which are labeled as positive emotions. The act of identifying emotions in and of itself can be really helpful in addressing feelings of overwhelm and getting to root causes. Thought Diary then asks, what is making you feel this particular way? And lists a variety of things from family to food to hobbies to school. I'll name that I feel like this particular section, at least in the free version, is lacking some options. So sometimes I'll skip it altogether if I don't see some that feel accurate. And I love that it lets you skip anything you don't want to do. It also gives you the ability to elaborate with prompts about how you're feeling. I personally struggle with knowing where to start when I'm writing, much like SpongeBob in the classic procrastination episode, so having prompts is super helpful for me. After the check-in, there are various activities you can engage in, and there are way more available with the paid version, that touch on subjects like gratitude, relationships, rituals, and goals. In the free version, there's a great activity where you can start analyzing unhelpful thoughts by identifying them and thinking about if there's any thought distortions in them, such as all-or-nothing thinking, catastrophizing, and self-blaming. You're then encouraged to write ways you can challenge the unhelpful thought and different ways to think about it, again with prompts. Y'all, I know this sounds so cheesy, but I was so excited when I found this app, and I'm not even paid by the app company. I think it's also helpful to note that I am someone who generally does not like journaling, and this app was really helpful for me. If you try it out, let us know your thoughts. All right. I'm bringing up the end of the show with my own recommendation of Headspace, which is a popular app similar to those like Calm or Insight Timer. They're good apps, but we're just not getting into those in this show. The recommendation I chose to talk about this time around is good for overall wellness. And right up front, I think it's important to know most of this app isn't free. And while you have heard some great free options from my colleague, this is one that I would say is worth the money. You can choose to pay by the month or for a full year for about $70. There are a couple of free trial periods that will give you a chance to check it all out, and I will say that you do get a lot for your money. Despite the cost, I highly recommend this useful tool. I really, really enjoy the design of this app. It comes in five languages and is usable for people four and up. They also have cute little animations for all these different things. A gentle, smiling sun welcomes you into the app. And I just did a super short breathing exercise that had some sleeping cat helping me breathe in and out to the sounds of its purrs. And yesterday, there was an option to watch baby otters play for a couple of minutes. What a great way to add some joy to my day. Each day, they give you some quick recommendations to get started. Today, mine was a one-minute breathing exercise, a three- to seven-minute dance-off, and a three- to 20-minute meditation. Then it gave me some recs for my afternoon movement, and for a sleep session at night. The app is really comprehensive. There are tons of meditations, sleep aids, focus help, and movements. The movements are great because they range from yoga to cardio and vary in time. Meaning if I have 20 minutes at work and there's a way to get a little bit of mindful movement in, I can. Or if I need help focusing, I can go to the focus section and select one of the many focus playlists created by well-known artists. Or if I'm having a hard time falling asleep at night, I can listen to a sleep cast to help ease me into a good night's rest. 
They even have different suggestions for the things you might be wondering about or struggling with. From cultivating black joy to mindful eating. And now that it's March, they have a whole section for Women's History Month, offering suggestions of guided meditations from some of their awesome feminine contributors. Just to explore a little, I scrolled through the Navigating Injustice section, and there were pieces about grief and injustice, Asian mental health collectives, seeking safety and connecting to ancestral wisdom, just to name a few. The app will help you track your activity to let you know how many days in a row you've used the app, how long on average you engage, both of which were really helpful in establishing new habits around centering yourself and finding balance. One of the things that made me choose this app is that the makers have created a couple of Netflix shows grounding folks in mindfulness. These mini-series are made up of about seven to eight short 20-minute episodes, and they're an amazing representation of what the app is like. So if you like how they design the show, you will really like the design of the app. So if you're interested in Headspace, check it out or any of the apps we've just recommended in this show. That's all for this episode of We Believe You, advocacy, resources, and healing around interpersonal trauma. Please remember that the WGAC is here to provide support for all CSU students 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. To reach an advocate, you can call 970-492-4242. If you have feedback, thoughts, comments, questions, or want to be interviewed for the podcast, please email wgac at colostate.edu. That's wgac at c-o-l-o-s-t-a-t-e dot e-d-u. For more information about advocacy and the Women and Gender Advocacy Center, go to www.wgac.colostate.edu. You can also find the WGAC on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. A big thank you to Xavier Hadley for creating the music used in the podcast and to our partnership with KCSU here at Colorado State University. For more KCSU content, go to kcsufm.com. Thank you so much for listening.